You can ring my bell, ring my bell. What does that mean anyway? <laughs> hello, hello, I'm Lara Pareka, and I'm glad you're here on the broadcast because today we're talking about something that can help you when you are speaking to others, no matter who those others are. We're going to talk about representational systems and the kinds of words people prefer to use because the words they prefer to use will help clue you in to the way they think and it'll help you use the right words to get your message across to them. You know, if somebody says to you something like, you can ring my bell, maybe they are pretty auditory and they prefer words that are that have to do with uh, hearing, listening, speaking, right? So if they say things like, you ring my bell, or hey, that was a squeaky answer, or so to speak, you know, uh, I want to tell you something, but she said this, so to speak, right? If they're using these kinds of words, perhaps they are more auditory, and you can use those words too. Here's an example. Somebody says, I hear you. Now, everybody doesn't talk like that. Other people might say, well, you know, I see what you're saying. If someone says, I see what you're saying, they are visual. But if someone says, I hear you, right, maybe they're more auditory. Now, usually people can use a variety of different words to express themselves. And so they may hop around among the different systems, if you want to call them those, which they are, representational systems. Uh, But if people prefer one over the others, then that means they'll use a lot of words within that particular realm. So let me give you an example. Um, Listen, I'm going to stay real low key. What'd you say the answer was? (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Uh, I was just thinking that uh, I would tune in as well. Hey, listen, I told you. Can you just verbalize? All right, so the kind of person that would use those different types of words is, well, if you guessed auditory, you're right. And then the way to handle that kind of person is to use the same words. Not the same exact words as them. That might be patronizing, but words that are within that realm. You could say things like, oh, that's unheard of. That word unheard, of course, you're tying into auditory, right? Well said, my dear. Listen, I'm going to stay low key. Hey, that was loud. Hey, why don't we harmonize? You know what? What he said doesn't resonate with me. You can use those types of words and they're all tied into auditory. If you want to take notes, you can always re-listen to this. All right, another popular way that people tend to um, speak is with visual words. I see what you're saying. I often tell people, look, see what you see, not what someone else tells you to see, (laughs) right? We use the words observe, watch, uh, viewpoint. What's your viewpoint? Viewpoint, that's visual. What's your point of view? What's your perspective? Listen, let's visualize. Um, let's see, what are some more words? Um, transparent, That person is very transparent. Listen, I'm going to go look something up. Hey, lighten up. Can you picture it in your mind? Ah, she sees the light. (laughs) Listen, focus. Imagine. You know what? That is a foreshadowing. I need your insight. 
All right, the kind of person that uses those words is visual. You want to use similar words. You want to say, listen, I'm going to observe something, or I'm going to watch, or that's very clear, or what's your perspective? Hey, listen, can you eyeball this for me? No, that's kind of fuzzy or hazy or murky or vivid or light. Use the same type of words when you're in that category. It'll help you relate to that person. It'll help them feel more connected to you. If you're in sales, they will know, like, and trust you more, right? They'll feel like they trust you more because they'll like you more because you're using their own words, their own vocabulary, even if they're not the exact words. So we talked about people that are more auditory, more visual, but there are other representational systems. Now, one may surprise you, but these are the touchy-feely people. They're going to use words that show you that they're touchy-feely. They're going to say, hey, how do you feel? Hey, I can't grasp what you're saying. I want to get a handle on that new project. Hey, I'm feeling pretty energetic. Are you? Hey, uh, are you in touch with so-and-so? Now, think about it. In touch. They're using physical words. Hey, I've got a gut feeling Oh no, I am firm on that price. <laughs> so if people use these type of words, these are physical words. These are kinesthetic. You might reply with similar words. Hey, listen, I'm on your level. Hey, I'm feeling pretty relaxed or pretty tense about that. Or that's pretty heavy or weighty. Uh, listen, I'm going to come to grips with it. Or uh, let me raise an issue. Oh, that's lightweight. <laughs> Did he grasp the situation? Listen, dude, let go. Uh, I'm going to sleep on it. Uh, I, I know this could be touchy. It could hurt you. It feel irrational. And I might seem pushy, but the truth is um, that one client is a pain in the neck. And I've been itching to talk to you about it. So it's not that I'm pushy, but I really, uh, I really need your soft touch. Can you help me out with this? So using those sorts of words would be perfect for the kinesthetic person. After all, you shouldn't let them shoulder the blame. <laughs> okay, uh, now you think visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. What else could there be? But aha, Laura has more for you. You will come across people who are, think of your senses, sight. You, you have uh, sight, hearing, Touch. We've already talked about those three, right? Physical, um, hearing something, seeing something. But what else is there? <laughs> if you guessed smell or taste, you were right. Now, you're going to think, oh, come on, Lara, who thinks in those terms? Well, people do. So for olfactory, which is smell, people will use these kind of words. That stinks. What a fresh idea. No, no, no. Rotten. That's rotten. Hey, did you catch that scent? I smell a rat. Well, there's a cool aroma. Fragrant. People are using words like smell, odor, scent, aroma, fragrant, rotten, fresh, stinks. They are using words that have to do with smell, with olfactory. And you can too. Tap into it and they will feel more connected. And isn't that what you want when you communicate anyway? We want to feel connected. That's what communication is all about. It's about connecting to the other person. And as I've always said, communication is a circle, not a straight line. You give and you take, you speak and you listen. So olfactory is another. Now, we already touched on taste. 
And you're probably thinking, what words is Laura going to come up with for this one? <laughs> Are you ready? Um, I like your idea, but let me chew on it. That idea made me salivate. <laughs> hey, she bit off more than she could chew. You know what? That's a bitter pill to swallow. And here's one of my favorites. Sweet. A lot of young people use that. That's a millennial word. Sweet. <laughs> Lip smacker. Delicious. Oh, I couldn't remember that word. It was on the tip of my tongue. Mouthwatering. Salivate. And then words that have to do with taste, like tasteful and tasteless. If the person you're speaking to is using these sorts of words, use them too. And now there's also non-specific. Uh, these are words that people tend to use if they're really not uh, thinking with their different sense, these different senses. They're more non-specific. So let me give you a few examples. Here are some words. Logical. Resolve. Strategy. Experience. Intellectualize. Now, if you're dealing with people that use these sorts of words and you haven't been able to pin down them having a preference for visual or auditory or kinesthetic or, or the others, then and but you do hear them using these nonspecific words, then use them too. They might say, you know, um, I perceive this problem to be very large right now. We really need to strategize and resolve this issue immediately. Let's get an accurate solution right now. Uh, what do you think? And you'll notice this kind of person is often going to say, what do you think instead of what do you feel? Feel is one of your five senses. It's a touchy-feely word, right? That's kinesthetic. So when someone who I'm talking to uses the word think a lot, if they say, I think, I'm not going to say to them too often, how do you feel about that? I'm often going to say, what do you think? Because that's the playing field they're on. Now, it doesn't mean you can't switch and tap into a different, a deeper, a, uh, um, another realm. However, you want to, for the most part, stick to what they're comfortable with. But that, like I said, it doesn't mean you can't use the other words. You want to be all-encompassing, and you want to come at things from many different angles. That's what leaders do. Leaders are not on one uh, plane. Leaders are able to see things in a 360-degree fashion. Has this helped you at all? How can you use these represent representational systems? Well, let's say you're talking to someone and they say, man, my boss walks all over me like a freaking doormat. Well, how would you match that? How, what would you say back to that person? Someone walks all over them like a doormat. They're obviously visual because of the doormat, but when they're saying walks all over me, that is kinesthetic because it's literally nobody is walking on them. No one is taking their foot and walking on that person, right? But if they're thinking in those terms, you might respond with something like, you know, let me get a grasp.